welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 110. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies, currently available for streaming on the internet. So you don't have to. This week, we're talking about the 2015 direct-to-video horror film, Pay the Ghost. Was it direct-to-video? I didn't know that. It was. Oh, Lord. This movie was written by Dan Kay and directed by Uli Adele, or Adel, who has directed a lot of movies that are important. This is not one of them. (laughs) Yeah. He's best known for erotic thrillers like Body of Evidence, starring Madonna. This will be nothing to most of our listeners, but it's a movie in which Willem Dafoe says, it's not a crime to be a beautiful woman. Oh, (laughs) I have seen that meme. Yes. (laughs) Um, He made Last Exit to Brooklyn, which is sort of a drama about depravity. He made Christian F., the German film about a woman who does heroin. Uh, And he made Pay the Ghost, which is a Nicolas Cage starring... Horror thriller, supernatural family drama thriller yeah. kind of movie. I don't yeah. really know. It falls into that kind of like 20, 2010 to 2015 era of just sort of like trying to capitalize off of Insidious's success, I think. This is very much, this is a Blumhouse rip through and through. Yes. It uh, comes to us from Amazon Prime, by the way. Mm-hmm. Liz. Yes. Would you recommend that our listeners pay the ghost? No, although I like saying that. It's a good phrase. It's a really good title and a good phrase, and I think it's actually really well used in this movie to its full extent of how creepy it is. They say it a few times, and it appears in some graffiti, and every time it shows up, it's like, ooh. It's a specific phrase, and it's like, it's really interesting. Like, I like that. Um, However, no, I probably would not recommend this. Um, Well... I would see what I say every time, which is that, like, it's not offensive and it's not, like, actively bad. So, like, if you're bored, also this, if you are doing, like, a Nicolas Cage um, whole career watch, like, yeah, like, it's it's there. Like, it's it's of the, you know, it's a, it's a performance of his. I don't think someone who's doing a full watch has much of a choice in whether or not they're going to watch it, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. The man has, like... A couple hundred movies, I think. Right. He was in some tax trouble for a while, and he took every job. <laughs> took a lot of jobs. I guess that's what I would say. Then is that if you're doing a full cage career watch, you don't have to skip this one. There's probably ones that are like, don't even bother. I don't think this is like you have to skip it. Should I stop asking that question? Because as you point out, you're very positive about. I like, always say well. the same thing. Yeah, like if you're like, listen, there's people who watch so many freaking movies. And they're just always watching movies, especially horror movies. And like, we've watched things that are like legitimately like a waste of time and brain space. For sure. Um, I don't think this is one of them. I think that like it works uh, kind of for what it's doing. So like, you know. I didn't really like it, but I didn't hate it. So I think I mostly agree with you. I thought it was kind of dull. But the parts that are good are pretty good. I agree. And I there's some really haunting imagery. There's some like really, and I got jump scared. Like, mm-hmm. not that that's hard to do to me, but like I did get jump scared several times. Um, and I found it kind of scary at, at yeah. points. So like, yes, it, it. I think it did its job in that in that regard. There is not an original thing in here. Oh, no. So. You if, could just go watch Insidious. If you're like 110 episodes deep into this podcast, <laughs> you probably have seen everything this has to offer already. Yeah, absolutely. We had definitely had. 
Oh yeah, but you know, it's not it's not the worst way to spend 90 minutes on an afternoon. No. And I like Nicolas Cage a lot, you know. Do you want to talk about Nicolas Cage? Sure. So what is your relationship to Cage? Um, Nicolas Cage is in one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Moonstruck. I thought you were going to say Pay the Ghost. (laughs) 2015's Pay the Ghost, my favorite movie of all time. No, and that's an unhinged performance. And this performance actually is, um, on the Cage scale, fairly hinged. It's very hinged. Yeah. Firmly in place, you know. I love Nicolas Cage. I'm a big fan. I think that... He's not always good, but he's usually watchable. I, was, I thought you were going to say, and I, this is what I would say, he's not always good, but he's usually great. <laughs> That's There's fair. usually something to study. Yeah, I mean, like, Moonstruck or Wild at Heart. Yeah. Or... Um, what do we... Didn't we talk about on this podcast, um, the movie he was just in? What is it called? It's like post-apocalyptic and he's going to save some children. Sean Shono's uh, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Oh my God, pay the Prisoners of the Ghost Land. It all, it's all coming together. His whole career makes sense now. So I think he's also kind of like, I have unfortunately not seen a few of the horror movies he's done in the past few years, but I feel like he's really established himself as like a kind of a scream king, which I do love because he's got, I think he's got a good mindset for horror. Horror movies are cheap and they make their money back, so... I like it. It's a nice sell if he's trying to get some money. But he's doing, like, the Pay the Ghost is very classically the kind of thing that's like just to pay back some, you know, tax problems. He's also doing some very weird horror. Like Mandy. Mandy. Um, and I, is Pig a horror movie or is it just weird? I don't know. I've never seen Pig. Pig looks kind of like it had horror elements, but maybe that's just because it's such a weird I don't movie. think it does. There's something else I'm thinking of too. Is he in another horror movie? He's about to be Dracula. In oh, the Renfield movie. Well, that's something. Well, he also, what's that other vampire movie that he did where he's... Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's that's Kiss. That's not a horror movie. <laughs> no, but, it, you know, it's it's camp horror. Yeah, I mean, he does all kinds. Oh, he did um, Color Out of Space. Yes. By uh, Sex Pest director, Richard Stanley. But I like him. I'm, I'm pro-cage. I like him too. So I think this is going to be a pro-cage episode. I know some yes. people can't fucking stand him. What? So. Yeah, he has... You don't know he has haters? No. He has haters. I feel like in my mind, the people who hate him are like... Like, uh, normies who don't, like, get him. Sure. Not, like, people on Twitter who, like, think. Fair enough. So I don't, I guess I don't know to who, who you are referring to. I think people, like, are. people look at a performance like Face Off, which is incredible, and they, like, make fun of it. Hmm. I guess. I think people probably, I'm glad that Moonstruck hasn't, like, gotten to that world yet, because I think there's a lot to make fun of in Moonstruck if you are not on its, like, wavelength and... I don't want that for anyone. You gotta, oh, yeah, get, for you sure. gotta get on its level and appreciate what it is for what it is. Well, let's talk about Pay the Ghost. Nicholas Cage is an English professor. His character is named. You don't have an answer for that? No. Oh, is it Mike? Mike Lawford. I only know it was Mike because it was the second movie we watched this weekend where the main character's name was Mike. Mike Lawford has a six-year-old son named Charlie who he's going to take out to a Halloween carnival. Mm-hmm. In His wife City. is Lori from uh, The Walking Dead. Don't know what that means. You don't know what The Walking Dead is? No, I've never heard of it. Okay. Um, his son is a pirate, has a painted on eye patch. Yeah, wait, stop. We have to actually like really talk about this. It's not, I don't think it's painted on. I think it's drawn on. I think it's face paint. <sighs> it looks like Sharpie. It's it not is, Sharpie. They're not It dumb. is the worst thing i've ever seen in my entire life you are almost uh, wrong you're so wrong i almost couldn't no 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 i almost could not focus on this movie 
because I was like, I can't take anything seriously until this drawn on eye patch is gone. It made me physically angry. It was incredible. Why? It is, it is a feat of costuming. Why? Because your kid is going to lose their fucking eye patch when they take it off when they get sick of it. So that's their fault. What is it? it you, you're like contractually obligated to have your child look no, like a pirate like absolutely all day. Then your child's going to complain to you and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. It doesn't bother them if you paint it on their face. It's so... Also, the the Bertolt Brecht of it all, that it's like confronting you with its lack of verisimilitude. I really, really dig You're it. You're infuriating right now. It's the worst thing in the world. It's incredible. I, I, I was like, thank God this child is missing because uh, I a, don't want to look at it anymore. A triumph of costuming and a triumph of parenting. No. You did just spoil the film, which is that um, this it's child- It's the premise, but okay. This Go child off. says, dad, could we pay the ghost while they're buying some ice cream in this spooky street fest? And then he disappears. Yep. One year later, Mike is not happy. No, he's searching for him. He feels like the cops aren't doing enough. He and his wife have split up now. They were like already not doing great, but he got tenure the day that his son disappeared. So it was like, it was like, maybe things are going to get better. And then their son disappeared and it was like, no, things are just going to get much worse. And so they're not living together at the moment. He's just Googling child molesters in his neighborhood and harassing cops. Yeah, going to the police and being like, oh, this one was, this one was there. So he could have done it. And they're like, we are aware but now it's like it's like three days before Halloween. It's like mm-hmm. it's like the week before. Yeah, and he starts seeing visions of his son in his pirate garb everywhere on the bus and stuff. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm going crazy," you know. But it leads him be. to this sort of like underground community. Well, first it leads him that like he gets he gets off the bus where he thought he saw his son, and then there's he sees graffiti that says "Pay the ghost." And he's like, wait a second. That's what my son said to me right before he disappeared. So he goes into the building and finds, like, a homeless community. Yeah. Um, and is, like, asking them, like, what does that mean? Like, do any of you know what pay the ghost means? Like, what's, why is that written there? They all kind of ignore him. And then there's They don't this... ignore him. They just don't have very good answers. They're just like, no, they yeah, don't, it they means don't, what it says. They don't like... answer him. They literally ignore him. The guy? No, no, no. All the people that he asks. They literally are just like, we're going to pretend this man is not speaking to us. And then he runs into a guy in a cowboy hat who's like, I don't know, man, but also everyone shut up for a second, let the lady scream, and then there's a lady that screams, and then he's like, okay, now we're good. And Nicolas Cage is like, all right, that was wasted of my time, I guess. Yeah, she always comes out just before Halloween, he says. So yes, like, the screaming woman. They're used to this wailing woman mm-hmm. and her annual primal scream. Yes. <laughs> there's some nice jump scares here. Um, there's like a Razor scooter that's like, going around the house and the wife's like oh you know that's like a, how you want to describe it it's like a it's like a ghostly razor scooter it's it happens in a way that is like impossible to write off which i which i like sure there isn't a lot in this that's like there's people who pop up behind them like it's just like it's insidious you know yes i feel like what is it he's like looking out the window and she comes up really close to the window right the kind of this kind of witchy face there's like burlap sack head people Oh yes, three burlap sackhead people are outside of his like house, like staring, staring in. Very, this is listen. As we said, nothing new under the sun here. This is like insidious. Uh, the strangers, like all the imagery, is yeah. exactly the same that you've been seeing in any other movie of the last twenty five years. He and his wife end up teaming up. They are reunited once she has her razor scooter yeah. moment. They're like, okay. We're having weird visions. Something legit is happening right now. Because she thinks he's crazy at first. That it's just like, you just miss our son, which is like, understandable. But like, it's not, 
a real thing. It's approaching the anniversary. Yeah. Like, of course, you're seeing him yeah. everywhere. Um, but then, like, it's like, no, actually, this Razor scooter is just going around my house. Like, th- there's something's going on. So they first they interview some other people whose children were missing under in Halloween because they find out that statistically most of the children who go missing are found or the culprit is found mm-hmm. but not the ones on halloween there's like and a so, huge bigger bigger ratio and none of them are ever found yeah whoever goes whoever kids go missing in new york city on halloween goes nowhere yeah. so he starts being like okay so who else disappeared last year like well, i think well i think the, the person he goes to their child had disappeared several years beforehand oh is because it? yeah because it was a little girl and she's not with them at the end oh so i think this one was from mia no mia's the chinese girl oh there's mia and pablo yes i think so they interview someone whose child disappeared a while ago but he tells the same story where he's like we were at the bodega and she looked up at me and said can you pay the ghost yes uh and then she was gone it's the same story they're like okay something's going on here he then goes to the cop yeah and the cop is like you're very i understand you're very sad <laughs> like this is sad for you the cop is like his patience is wearing really thin yeah because they contact a medium after this right and we'll put a pin in that for a second but like something bad happens to the medium and then the cop and he's is like, like leave this alone like what the fuck is well, happening like I, don't, like I don't know what is going on but like yeah. bad shit keeps happening around you and like i can't yeah. just ignore the fact that like which that's i kind of like it i think it's like the right honestly like it's an interesting move that he's like he tells nicholas cage like let it go yeah. Like, go see a freaking grief counselor, like, move on. But then he's like, I am going to investigate this. <laughs> so he goes to another one of the women um, whose child did disappear last year, uh, the little girl Mia. And the same thing happens. She tells this. But then she yeah. also tells a story about how she saw Mia across the street just a few days ago and tried to run to her. And then Mia was gone and Mia would have never run from her. Isn't there something where she says witch? I don't remember. There's something that there's something that happens where the little girl either said it before she disappeared or she had a dream about it where there was something with the word witch because then she says it and the fire they're like in a Chinese restaurant and the fire like erupts and almost kills all of them. It's very good. I think there are like a lot of little moments like that that I really enjoyed that were really interesting and scary. Again, some of the scares are good. I don't like the CGI very much, but I think some of the scares are pretty good. No, I agree. They contact a medium. They poltergeist this shit and the medium is like... She has all of them. She has the children. Then she gets like strangled up the wall. There's like lightning. Like there's like an approaching storm storm. that like shocks her through the window. Um, The medium fucking dies. The, the coroner, when he does the autopsy shows that she's been burnt from the inside out. It's a, um, really gripping image. He like calls the cop and he's like, come in here and look. And he's opened up her chest like you would normally. And her entire inside is just ash. Yeah. It's like dark, dark, red, black, burned. And it's horrifying. But like in a very, in a same kind of way where you're like, I don't even know how I would begin to explain this, like scientifically. Yeah. There's another woman here, and I can, I cannot remember how she comes into the picture. Who's oh, helping the, for research. She works with Nicolas Cage at the, the university. The two of them were in the first scene of the movie together going over. Remember, she has the part of the ship that they found near. Oh, yes. She's yes. like, their, he's, he's, he's a professor, so she's also doing doing history. Um, and she tells him at the very beginning of the movie that there are, like, ships that landed at this part of New York that, like, it goes back 400 yeah. years. So she's helping them investigate. Because there's historical elements to yeah. this. And that's where we get some of this lore. Do you want to talk about the lore? Yeah. So Dig into the lore. It's like... Celtic Samhain, 
or Samhain. Yeah. But Samhain. Traditions of like from when New York was a trading post in the 1670s. There's like a brief flash of the 1670s we see earlier in the film. Um, and so they like go to investigate this community at this church well, specifically on the like, downtown. That, specifically also that um, there was some element of like Celtic Irish like problems that the Irish, the Irish like discriminated against the Celtics. Yes. And there was some situation of like, is it smallpox? They're talking about like, the plague. Yeah. What disease was it? Do you remember? I don't, I don't know. So, some plague where they were like, we're absolutely going to blame the Celtic people for this because they are worshiping like their creepy gods and they're punishing us. Right. But the immigrants to yes. New York. Yes. Which is complex. Yes. Anyway, they start talking about this woman, Annie Sawkin? Sawkin? I think it's Sawkin, yeah. It's, I thought it was Annie Sawin. It sounds like Sawin. They go, they go down to this ceremony yeah. that's happening in the old school? I think it's a church. Old church. And it's like, it's just a bunch of like, uh, you know. LARPing pagan. Like, yes. Yeah. I think people who are Celtic, like they're, they're, they're the Celtic people's descendants. Are people Celtic? I think so. Like, would you say like of Gaelic descent? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Celtic like the Celts the- were a people. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it either. I don't I don't know too much about this. But Please feel free to tell us all yeah, about correct what the fuck us. it means to be a Celtic person in the 20th Because Gaelic's a language, isn't it? Yeah. I think the Celts were a people like the, like the, you know. No. Like there were all these tribes in Germany, right? And then eventually it did become Germany until the 1870s. You know what I'm talking about? I guess, yeah. Like, what's one of those tribes? The I Germanic don't know. tribes. You know, people say this all the time. No. Somebody's I don't know. screaming at their I don't right I now. know. I do not know my world history. I'm like so sorry. Like the Goths. Like the Goths were a people. There's no like Gothic nation, but there were the Goths. Like the Visigoths. I think the Celts were like that. Okay. You I have believe no you. idea what I'm no, talking about. No, I'm the blankest stare. Again, I apologize. I do not know world history. I'm very not well versed in that. Don't look up the Germanic tribes, unrelated to what we're talking about. <gasps> Uh, anyway, there's, it's just, like, she's doing research, she gets thrown out a window. Yeah, but they're, but they're at this church, and this, there's this woman there who's, like, leading the ceremony, and they're like, what can you tell us? And she's like, I literally don't know, I, I'm a school teacher, like, I'm not part of this, like, it's clearly just people having fun, but she does tell them this story about how... Andy Sawin. Andy Sawin. I'm gonna call her Andy Sawin. Do it. Um, she was, like, a young woman, she had three children... Um, they were blamed for whatever this plague was. So people came to her house and they took her away and they took her children away. She tried to hide them. This is the scene that opens the movie also is that we see these little children hiding in the basement. Um, and they took all of them and they burned all of them at the stake. And in classic witch, you know, in the witch way she um like curses them from her last you know her last dying breath she screams in celtic and curses all of them and specifically that like she whether or not this is what she wanted or that this is what happens she it is rumored that she takes three children every 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 year on halloween to replace her three dead children and only for one like only on the three days before halloween can the children from the previous year escape? There's a bridge to the other side that only opens on the three days before Sawin. Yes. And so this is their one shot. 
Yeah. And they like had they have two hours. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's like 10 p.m. on Halloween night already. And the thing about her taking children is that like in this community, they understand that that's why you have to pay the ghost. Like they look over it. There's like a little fire and there's children putting. I think it's I think it's like paper that's supposed to symbolize money. They're like giving gifts to the fire so that they're not taken. And that is where like pay the ghost comes from is that you have to pay the ghost so that you won't get taken. Yes. And I think that's why the children ask their parents in the, whatever little, whatever their understanding about the spiritual world at that moment, they're like, daddy, we have to pay the ghost so that I don't get taken, but then it doesn't happen and they because get taken. Because they don't pay the ghost. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they've really learned all this. Lore dump has happened. They're like, now we have two hours. They get in a taxi cab. They get into an accident. He has to like run. Does he know where he's going at this point? I think so. Because he has this moment where he's like... Because it says pay the ghost on the wall, he's like, I have to go back to there. No, the thing that... The reason he realizes that is because they say she cries. He's like, how do we find her? And they're like, because she screams for her children. And he's like, wait a second. The screaming woman. I remember where I heard that last happen before. And so then he goes back to where it says pay the ghost. Which is just so funny. Again... The way this movie is just stealing from everything. It's also La Llorona. Like, it's yeah. literally like, oh, a, a woman who comes out and screams and cries for her lost children and then takes children. Where have I heard that before? Like, what is this movie doing? It's a familiar folktale, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I guess so. So he's going to cross to the other side, which he literally does. There's a literal bridge. A literal bridge to 1670s New York. Is that you think it's like through time? I think so. because it's I thought a- it was like to a demiplane. Yeah, it's like a Debbie plane of dread. Yeah. Uh, I suppose. It looks like the bridge. Some of you but will understand like this reference. Yes, that's true. It looks like the bridge that's in. Um, You're about to say a supernatural thing, aren't you? No, I wasn't. You know, in The Good Place, how he has to like walk, like you see um, Ted Danson like walks on that big bridge where there's like a door to earth and he has to always have to give, he has to pay the ghost, the frogs. Yeah, it's all coming together. It's the same bridge. Nailed it. I understand everything. It reminds me of a different bridge, but I can't tell you which one. Mm, it has. It, just it has might it be from Supernatural. It looks like what would it be in Supernatural? Is there a bridge in Supernatural? Not like that. Oh, you know what it's from? It's from either Buffy or Angel. That's oh, there's like a bridge, of. like that kind of like yep. a uh, a bridge that's suspended in like a kind of cavern. Yeah. Again, someone uh, is screaming at their headphones, so they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I think it's an Angel. I know Angel has to traverse the bridge, but I don't know when he has to do it. Mm. Anyway, he goes to a house full of children. Yeah. There's a thousand of them down there. This is like, you realize it, like, she takes three a year for like 400 years. Yes. Like, she's got a lot of kids down there. They're cold. They're hungry. They're Most ghosts. of them, yeah, they're they're dead. Except for his son and two other kids. So she has to go, or he he takes the kid... And then I guess instinctively Mia and Pablo. The three of them like know each other because he's like, this is Mia and Pablo. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they're with me. Though. So can we all go back together? And he's like, yeah, but you guys got to. We got to go now. Keep your mouth shut. So they're going across the bridge and Annie Salwin comes to fight them. But then the ghosts of the dead children swirl around and defeat her. Which like, I will say this is actually not my main criticism of this movie, but one of my criticisms of this movie. Beyond that, it's just like kind of silly and again, a ripoff of everything else. Is that I knew that was going to be the like the thing that like the children would defeat her because it's like they were all taken from their families. She didn't like mother them. They just all stand in a room and are dead. Like, of course, they resent her. And I was like, wow, that moment's going to be like, if not like actually emotional, they're going to like milk it for it being emotional. Like there are a lot of horror movies 
where the end climax is something like sentimental. Sure. And it like sometimes it really touches me. And this they did in the least sentimental way possible. It wasn't like all of the children approached her and like hugged her or something, or they like all pulled her no. away. They're like, it's like a tornado of children. It's just the weirdest, dumbest imagery to use for this moment. No, I mean, it makes sense because it's like in summer, it's like 400 years of children who are like trapped in time because they don't age and they don't like. Yeah. I just think it could have been done in a much more sentimental, I mean, interesting the way. The CGI looks bad. That's right. the problem is that this movie's imagery is often very good and like some pretty good jump scares, even if it's ripping stuff off. Yeah. The CGI just looks stupid. And they're in, again, they're in this like gray void. Yeah. It just doesn't work. And it's it made me kind of, it bummed me out because I think that like, I think this movie is actually capable of doing something interesting sure. that required less CGI. You could do practically just with like children because there's, again- a thousand of them so they don't need to swirl around her like a no. vortex to overpower her they could just climb on top of her and tear her apart they could like I pull her back they could block her like there's a million things your to do point there about the gray void is really important because it looks like shit it looks and it bad doesn't yeah. need to correct there's like so many other things you can do with there's that there's some great exterior new york shots in this movie i mean it's probably not new york it's probably toronto but like there's some they shot outside for this it doesn't have yeah to be... yeah and it, it, you really feel in the city and you feel the university and like you feel that like the, the house where he lives. But like, there's like, we didn't even talk about the vulture. There's like CGI vultures that like- Are, are they omens. CGI? They sure as shit didn't look real to me. Mm. I don't know, sometimes, birds are weird. Not when they were flying, you're right. But sometimes when they were just like on, like there was three of them like gathered. I was like, those look like real I really birds, have no idea. That's a good it's point. It's hard to say. They didn't look good. So they could have been green screened. Sure. Like real vultures green screen on something. For sure. But anyway, I didn't like them. And they were unnecessary. Vultures as like a symbol, a generic symbol of death has nothing to do with this woman. The lore. Yeah, that's like, it's very dumb. It should have been something more specific to this. It's just like, I agree. yes, vultures or are like, in, yeah, incorporate the vultures into it somehow. But like, yeah, there was it, nothing. Yeah. It was, it was it's, again, it's, just, it's generic horror imagery, some of which works and some of which doesn't. Yeah. But like. I don't know. That's kind of how this I goes. think the only thing that's good about it is that it's uh, incongruous with New York City. Sure. That you're like, that bird it does not live here. Like, where did the fuck did you come from? But there are other things you can do that with, right? Like, yeah, there's other animals. Maybe like a black cat or something. I don't know. Not a black cat, but another kind She's of animal. A, a wolf. I mean, I guess they have wolves in New York, but not in the city. There's just other things that like, you know, would work. So they return to their parents, the three children that are saved. Um, and Charlie doesn't remember that a year has passed. This is the biggest problem with this movie. And that's how he, we end, just like them embracing the house. He walks into the house. His mother is like weeping with happiness. And he's like, mom, why are you so happy? Like, oh, the fair was really fun. The moment this happened, Evan and I were like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he thinks the fair just happened. Are they going to tell this child that it's like. 2016. Yeah. Now? What are they going to tell him? Like, like, he now, he lost a year of his life without realizing this and so like now he got like because he's old enough that like he knew the yeah date. they can't just be like oh now he's five and he's just gonna do kindergarten again like he's like a child like yeah. they have to be like you are now younger than you're supposed to be on your birth certificate like there's a new present legally like this is very confusing yeah, like your favorite artist has a new album like like <laughs> shit is this child <laughs> your favorite artist <laughs> they're like we don't know how to tell you this. You're going to freak out. There's a new Taylor Swift but album. There's a new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> He's like, I missed it. 
<laughs> um, he's no. a Barb for sure. Yeah, so that's like, uh, and they never address it. No, I mean, they're sort of like, it's, it's, it, this isn't what happens, but it's almost as if, you know how like really bad movies and TV shows will end this way, where something will happen and the child will be like, we were just at the fair. It, the equivalent happens of like if Nicolas Cage and his wife share a look and then go like, ha, 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 ha. oh, you, and then the credits roll. Like, it's literally like, there's nothing, there's no handling of that situation. You know what movie does that? What? This is a good transition to a little later. Uh, that's how the movie Green Book ends. That is how the movie Green Book ends. It's Correct. Literally, he shows up at the door and the it's like weirdest. Oh well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> racism, homophobia. <laughs> and then they hug and then they look at each other and they're like, <laughs> I could not believe that was the ending of that movie. We don't need to get into Green Book. I literally, oh man, sometimes I think about the Green Book. When and I, I just, think about a movie ending that way, that's what I think of. Yes, this was the same is, ending. Um, it was very similar. What's her name? Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini opening that door and rehearsals Why? there. Anyway, Why? what I like about this movie is that at the beginning, Nick Cage is he's he's busy and he's uh you know he's promised his son he would carve the pumpkin and he's not he's having trouble making time, but he's into Halloween. His lecture to his students is like when you're out there, you know, drink one for Lovecraft and Poe and Goethe and Bram Stoker. He's like you know he's such a like cool professor they're all bound by one noble objective to scare the living shit out of you and he's like i don't know he's such a he like that's his vibe he's he's the cool professor they all love him he's like reading what poem is he reading out loud it's a good it's the um earl king whatever the right he's reading out loud and he's doing the like he's doing voices and he's moving around the room and they're all just like oh oh, professor like they like clearly love him it's just like a very funny vibe now that he has his son back he can like halloween again that's true. What would ruin Halloween for you more than having your child disappear, your only child? The ending of the movie is that the friend from the university who fell out the window, her eyes open and they're black. Oh, yeah. Isn't she getting eaten by vultures? Yeah, they're just like swarming her. They're not like eating her. They're just like sitting around her. Hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the fuck it has Pay to do. the ghost too. Okay, but that is nothing. Like the lore isn't about possession. I know. There's no possession. There's like, no, and like the go- the witch doesn't have like um human servants who are like ever trying to stop unless the cowboy cage no he was helpful i guess but he could be like the ferryman of the river sticks i don't know he is but the ferryman of the river sticks is is like value neutral you know like he's not trying to like go either way what it could be is that they defeated the ghost and now she is alive in this new human body like they didn't defeat her they just like moved her spirit tell us it did not it's like the post-credit scene yeah, it's yeah. Mid credits. It's like mid credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Pay the Ghost. That's it. Anything else you want to say about it? No, there's no trivia for this movie. There's no real trivia, but I feel the, the urge to read this out loud just because I love the people who write trivia for IMDb. I've I've said this before on this podcast. Um, sometimes there's so much editorialism in it, and it makes me laugh. There's the, here's here's one for you. When Mike Nicholas Cage is hanging the missing child posters, you can clearly see another poster, partly hidden, that shows only the word witch. Clearly a hint to the antagonist in this movie. I love that they have to Thank you. stick in that clearly a hint. I just think it's so funny. I love it. I appreciate that hint. I appreciate the people who write these these trivia. They're, it's just great. Are you ready to swarm this in a vortex of dead children? Yes. Oh, yes. Love Why don't those, you pull up the roulette? And we'll find out what's next. I should have said, are you ready to pay the ghost, to be honest with you? Okay. Our next movie will be... Bit. I love bits. 2019's Bit. What is it? 
<laughs> it's bit. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime again. This is not a film I've heard of. What? All right. Go off, I guess. It's a horror movie, all right. A transgender teenage girl on summer vacation in Los Angeles fights to survive after she falls in with four queer feminist vampires who try to rid the city streets of predatory men. All right. What the fuck? Why haven't I heard of this? Is it because it's awful? We'll Maybe. find out. <laughs> We're going to find out. There's nothing I love more than a good bit. I'm excited about bit. Oh, it's like vampires. Like bit. Like you got bit. Oh, I bit was by like, vampire. Like a, like a comedy bit. I'm sure that's part of the title. I can't wait. All right. So our next week will be bit. Bit. But our next episode will be coming directly after this very soon. Mm-hmm. Check your, it could be there right now, depending on when you're listening <laughs> when to this you're episode. Looking, when you looked at your podcatcher. We're going to talk about the Oscars, the 2022 Oscars. And we usually do a live Oscar nomination reaction that for technical reasons did not happen this year. We are making up for it with an Oscar week discussion. So if that doesn't interest you at all, feel free to ignore this episode. We understand just that. skip it. Some of you are here for horror and horror alone. But there's going to be a little bit of horror talk, tiny little bit. So there is, you know, at least some, some now screaming. Yes. You know. What you've, come, what you've come to expect. So look out for that. And if not, come get bit with us next time. And until then, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.bit. <laughs> bit.ly <laughs> slash nowscreaming. Uh, or on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. We should get the bit.ly slash nowscreaming. That's a, that's a URL we need. Okay. It's not a real URL. It could be. Okay. Be sure to check us out on iTunes or Apple Music or your podcatcher of choice and leave us a rating and a review. Yes, please. tell your friends to pay the ghost. Yes, pay the ghost on the way out. Thanks, as always, to Wes Craven. It's a Nicolas Cage. I knew you were going to thank him. I love it. Who always commits to To the the bit. Ugh. I wish he was in this movie. He's He loves vampire movies. He's in the movie Pay the Ghost that we just talked about. I wish he was also going to be in Bit. I wish he was in every one Maybe of our... Maybe he's a cameo in Bit. I would love him. I would love if Nicolas Cage cameoed in every single movie we've ever done on this podcast. Should I'm gonna... we start a Nicolas Cage podcast? I mean, oh my God. That'd be fun. I bet people would listen to it. Yeah, there's also a million puns you could do for the title. There's like just so much to do. Stay tuned Look out for, for that. our <laughs> Nicolas Cage podcast. And until then... Stay spooky. Stay spooky.